Hello and welcome to the Tennis Memphis podcast. Chip Malone. It sounds like the name of the main character from a Broadway show. And Chip's a character for sure. He's the loud, larger than life personality at the helm of Bellevue Tennis Centre and is the longest standing full-time tennis coach working for Tennis Memphis at present. Speaking of Broadway shows, Chip once played the part of Sky Masterson in a production of Guys and Dolls. And while his talents are many, he's found his passion teaching tennis to young people, with an emphasis on helping the community. He has certainly found his niche at Tennis Memphis. Before you listen to the interview, allow me to note a couple of things that come up in our conversation that might require some explanation. John Morgan Bell is Chip's best friend slash arch nemesis, who is also on the Tennis Memphis staff. John Ross is a former high school teammate of John Morgan Bell and a high school opponent of Chip. Chip went to junior college and played on the tennis team at Northwest Mississippi Community College along with John Morgan Bell. After two years there, Chip went to Mississippi State where he studied sports management. Finally, Eldon Rourke is the name of a Tennis Memphis run tennis centre, also sometimes referred to as the Whitehaven Tennis Centre. So now, on to the interview, which began with Chip describing the path that led to him joining the team at Tennis Memphis. I uh, grew up in Mississippi, but not too far from the state line, so I was going to a lot of Grizzly games in high school, things like that. I picked up tennis late, so I was uh, 15, 16 years old when I started. Uh, never really much of a player, but did pretty good in the high school level. Um, got a couple small JUCO offers, uh, went and played for a couple of years and then decided I wanted to, uh, you know, get a degree in sports business. So I went to Mississippi state for a couple of years, uh, really liked it there. Didn't pick up a tennis racket very much. Uh, you know, took a couple internships in pro and college sports. And, uh, you know, I, I worked at a foster home, the one that I grew up in, my dad was the executive director worked with kids, ran an after-school sports program. I really loved it. And, uh, you know, my recreation and sports coach or teacher in college was always saying, this is what you need to be doing. You don't need to be looking into uh, working in the college pro level. And I always kind of rolled my eyes at it. And then, you know, likewise, there's the recreation and sport. And so that would be running a parks and rec department, uh, working with kids in the community, things that are more, you know, child-related youth soccer sports and so you know I I never thought I'd be into that and I uh I went back and I I was just coaching basketball a little baseball a little tennis for a for a foster home in Columbus Mississippi man and I just I just loved it I loved those kids I loved the environment I loved the coaching and you know just taking a kid and not even the skills just the discipline the the mentoring everything like that putting it together and and, you know, seeing a better product from where you start to where you finish. Right. And, and so when I did that, I had a couple uh, job offers out of college. I I had, you know, interviews up in Seattle, working for some baseball teams, some some hockey teams, some some soccer teams. I had a, an actual job offer with the city open in D.C. full time year round. And that would be more maintenance and, you know, a uh, few jobs here and there. But I. I interviewed all over the city of Memphis. So I interviewed for the Redbirds, the Grizzlies. I didn't hear anything. And uh, I, I've always loved the city. And my friend was like, hey, you know, why don't you apply for some tennis jobs? And I was like, well, I haven't 
played tennis in years. And so, you know, I did it on a whim and I uh, got Steven and Steven gave me a call. Melinda, Melinda emailed me. She was a Mississippi State grad as well. So it was really great uh, getting with her. And Steven, you know, gave me a call. He sat down with me. He told me what Tennis Memphis was. And I mean, as soon as he told me the mission of Tennis Memphis, you know, building a better community and enhancing lives through tennis and education, right? I was basically sold, right? right. I love the tennis aspect, but the community aspect and taking kids from, you know, all over different socioeconomic backgrounds, working with everyone, never turning anyone away because of their inability to pay or anything like that. I mean, I just, I was, I was hooked. And so at that point, you know, it was, it was almost like, okay, what do I have to do to work here? Right. So, um, you know, I met Steve, uh, he interviewed me, um, Stephen Lang is his, or Steve, Steve, Smith? Steve Smith and okay. Stephen Lang. Okay. Um, so I sat down with Stephen Lang at Panera Bread. Uh, that was his stomping grounds back when I first started. Um, you know, he bought me a salad and, uh, we sat down, we talked about our lives in tennis and he was like, you know, you got me sold. You got to go sell this guy named Steve Smith. And I had no clue. You had to, you had to pass the test of Steve Smith. Yeah. And I, and I, I had no clue who he was. I just thought he was some guy that taught tennis and, uh, you know, and he never, he never showed me that he was anything other than that. You know, I never, I never uh, knew his history or his past or working with, you know, Vic Braden, coaching kids at all the levels that he has. And so, you know, I'm going in there and I'm talking to him and, you know, obviously I, I didn't know anything about tennis. I didn't know anything about coaching tennis. My strokes, I mean, there are, there are videos of them. They were an absolute mess. I was probably a three, five player at best. And, uh, you know, he, he, he seemed to really like me and, uh, you know, he, I kind of passed that interview, went back and forth and, you know, I've been working here for four and a half years now. So what we share in common one major thing is that we were both trained by Steve. Yeah. And so can you talk, can you talk a bit about that process? Man, I how, feel... How long you spent with him and, yeah. and all that? I feel like I really got lucky. <laughs> you know, I mean, I could have very easily have, have worked in, if I would have taken that tennis route and worked under someone, you know, who, who just wanted me to make a lot of money and teach a lot of lessons and run clinics. And I, I feel like I really lucked out with Coach Steve. Um, you know, he his big thing and he's always talked to me about this and you he loves to you know coach coaches and so you know and teach teachers teach teachers right uh, that's that's the term so he he always wanted to teach teachers mm-hmm. and uh you know i think he kind of saw me as a super young raw guy and big heart and some good energy and it was never how do we get this guy to fill lessons how do we get this guy a full clinic schedule it was how do we get this guy to learn how to teach how do we how do we uh take this guy and teach him how to coach and mm. you know the system i mean i i as a junior never really had much instruction i took one private lesson my entire life uh, my college tennis coach was a women's college basketball coach so you know everything i learned it was just from playing other sports growing up i was pretty athletic and I could, I could kind of pick things up, but I was never really a, uh, you know, I was never taught. And so, you know, learning everything, it was just, I, I got really lucky. I'm really happy that, and you know, he's still a guy I can call if I have a question and mm-hmm. talk to him and ask him about things. And he always is really insightful and helpful. So also there, 
a few years ago when Steve was here was John Morgan. Yeah. Well, you and John go way back. Yeah. People joke about um, your bromance or whatever. So can you talk yeah. a little bit about you and John, the yeah. history there, and, and your experience I'm, together with him in Memphis? Oh, man. That was my college doubles partner, but it, it really goes a little further than that. I mean, so uh, in high school, he started when he was 16, and I think I started when I was 15. And so I had maybe a year of experience on him, but again, me and him, not much players, but we had a big athletic background. So he played a lot of baseball. He played a lot of football. I played a lot of football, basketball, soccer, you know, so it all kind of comes together. You know, those multi-sport athletes typically mm-hmm. do a little better. And, uh, you know, I remember when he had first started playing, he'd played for maybe two weeks. I saw him at the recreational courts in Hernando and I, you know, I was like, let's hit and I mean, I just wiped the floor with him. And so, you know, really that was our junior year of high school. The year after I was, I was at a basketball game and one of our friends came up to me and he was like, man, John's gotten pretty good at uh, tennis. And I said, that man cannot touch me on the court. I mean, that guy's a scrub. And he was like, oh really? And I'm like, he could not, I've hit with him before. He does not belong in the same court as me. And like a three zero, you know what I mean? And uh, and he goes over there and he's like, dude, Chip's, Chip's talking, saying that y'all don't even belong on the same court together. And I know he gave a really em- emboldened speech his senior year on the tennis bus to where he said, I don't care who wins on this court as long as John Ross, who is playing me, gets the win over Chip. He was like, we can all lose and that's fine. He was like, John Ross, you better not lose to that guy. Because he was playing mixed doubles and I was playing singles. Um, I beat John Ross and then uh, ended up losing to him in the in the state, but um, it 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 really was a very intense rivalry. And then we both found out that we had signed at the same college to play, and I was mad because I was like, I can't believe they're letting this scrub on our team. And then he was mad because he was like, I can't believe they're allowing this this scrub to play tennis with us. And we go out on the tennis court. And he beats me in the first set, 6-4. And in the second set, he's up he's up 4-2. And he says, hey, I'm going to demo out some rackets, try a couple things, which was completely humiliating to me because I was really competing out there. I was trying to really scrap and fight, and I was in my head a little bit, and he had passed me. And, uh, you know, after that, you know, we dropped our egos. We, we played... Uh, number five and six on the team and uh we played we were doubles partners as well so we did actually pretty well as doubles partners and you know he was a teacher working down in mississippi and steven said well i need an army of coaches steve said i need an army of coaches and uh, i reached out to him he jumped on board and i mean i think he might have started about three weeks after me so we've been here ever since so you're not joking it was a legitimate there was animosity there in the beginning. Oh, or, yeah. Are you, are you joking about that? No, no, no. No, we did not like each other. Wow. I, I mean, I'm telling you, man. I mean, and DeSoto County is a pretty small area, and the tennis has gotten a lot better there since. But uh, it wasn't very wasn't very uh, strong. They didn't have really a public program in South Haven. Um, and, man, I mean, we, we could not stand each other because I think we were probably the second and third best players in the city. And so, you know, it was, it was a little bit of a, a rivalry when, you know, it was, it's a big fish, little, little pond. Right. Um, so, you know, we were, we weren't exposed. We didn't know what good tennis was and, you know, yeah. Talk to me a bit more about the foster home and your background with that. 
Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, when I was seven years old, my, my dad and mom, uh, moved to Columbus, Mississippi. We moved there as a family. Um, my dad was a counselor at Palmer home for children, a, uh, foster home in Columbus, Mississippi, maybe a hundred and something kids at the time. And, you know, we moved from Tupelo to Columbus, took on that, that, uh, full time, you know, we lived on the campus. So, you know, we were around the kids all the time. We were very involved, very hands-on. We had kids in our home a couple times, you know, that stayed with us over a month or two. Um, and then, you know, he was the executive director as well for about 10 years. And so, you know, that's, that's kind of what I've been around my whole life. Uh, you know, kids from different socioeconomic backgrounds, different race, different, uh, income levels. And, you know, I, I just, I don't think I really ever understood it at the time. Um, and then, you know, when I moved up to Hernando and got a little break from it and played tennis, came back, I I had to have an internship. And so, you know, I gave him a call and I said, you know, no charge. I'll run an after school program a couple days a week and, uh, you know, get these kids out in the gym and, you know, roll from there. And they're like, absolutely. We'd love to have that. And man, I mean, those kids were just so awesome. And, you know, you could tell some of them just came from really tough, tough backgrounds, tough lives and, you know, knowing their stories and knowing who they are and just kind of pouring into these kids. I just, it's something I've just loved, right? Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite things. I mean, just, uh, really just kind of, uh, getting in that environment and, you know, being a positive light, not to, not to say, you know, I'm doing anything special, right? I'm not, but, um. You know, that's just something that's just always brought me a lot of joy. I've always had a good personality, good charisma. And so when Stephen told me, you know, uh, there are kids who, you know, don't get turned away due to inability to pay, I was like, well, I want to work with those kids. You know, I, that's that's something I just really like to do. Um, it's something I've been comfortable with. My family's been doing my whole life, and I just love the community. So, you know, uh, here at Bellevue, I've been here really since the start of tennis, you know, of, of my time at tennis Memphis, I've, I've loved being with these kids. I mean, my favorite kids are the kids that live two blocks away that come over to the park and play basketball and they stop in and get some water from the water fountain and then getting those kids on the court. Um, I mean, it's just fun, man. Mm -hmm. Those are, you know, they're, they're great kids to be around. They got great hearts. And I mean, if you can get that kid to pick up a racket, I mean, you know, they can, they can be players down the road and tennis Memphis has had a history of making that happen. It's right. been fun. Right. Yeah. I want to go back in time a little bit. Sky Masterson. Sky Masterson, guys and dolls. Uh, elaborate on that. A second. Yeah. Your, your background. I, I was not Sky Masterson, but I was Nathan. You're Nathan, Nathan Detroit. Yeah. So, yeah, um, we didn't like each other too much. No. So what, uh, what's your history there? You don't have stage fight clearly. And, yeah. uh, so yeah, talk That's about fun. your history on the stage. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> And it's always so funny. I, I see these things online. I was a musical theater major for two years. Again, it's not something I grew up doing. But in 10th grade, I was just trying out a lot of things. So I was playing tennis, but I would also do this. And there was a cute girl in my class. And uh, she had been taking music lessons her whole life, voice lessons her whole life. She wanted to be a theater major in college. She was really into it. She had done a lot of shows in the community. She was like, Chip, try out for the show. And I was like, Okay. And I'm thinking, you know, I'd just like to be a tree. I'd like to be, it was into the woods. And so I was like, I'd love to be a tree into, into the woods. Or, you know, maybe maybe someone that doesn't sing too much. And I was cast as the lead. Right. And she was cast as the tree. 
Um, and so, you know, there's always those, those things online where it's like, you know, the girls take all these voice lessons. They work so hard. They've been doing it since they're four years old and they get cast as a choir member number four. And then the guy gets pulled out of a, of a football practice and they're like, you're going to play Shrek. Right. And so that's what, that was kind of my experience. I, I never taken acting lessons. I just, I could kind of sing, I could kind of dance, I could kind of act. And, you know, usually if you're a guy, that's all you kind of need. But it was, it was really fun. I did that. And again, I stopped maybe my junior year of college when I went to Mississippi State. I got, I had to get a job. I was a little too busy, but, um, I, something I really liked doing in high school and a little beyond too. So it got full ride scholarship for theater, full ride scholarship for tennis. And so I would get a $2,000 check every semester and I didn't have to have a job. So that's what I like to do. So sitting outside, we've got some of the juniors that uh, Mm -hmm. you've been working with for quite a long time. Can you talk to me a bit about some stories in particular? I remember you you said something about the the first day Ivana ever came. Now, not everyone will know who Ivana is, but have you got any particular highlights of of those experiences, those moments where, you know, one thing led to another and and here we are? I got a couple. So again... You know, I was very raw when I was brought in. No teaching experience. I had coached a couple sports here and there at the rec level. Uh, but, you know, never taught tennis. And so, you know, I'm thrown into Bellevue after three months of training with Coach Steve. And, you know, like within like six months, I had maybe one kid who could play some orange ball tournaments here and there. I didn't really have anyone else, but I would have 50 kids a day. And so, you know, I would have 30 kids in the TNT program and I had 20 kids in the junior program and uh you know we would we would work with kids from delta prep so there were days where i was by myself in the court and i had 65 kids and it was just me and i'm sitting here and i'm like okay how are we going to make this work um and then there was one day i had one other coach taylor rubin uh with me and i had 53 kids that day i remember it very clear and this little Bulgarian girl named Ivana walks in for the first time. And now Ivana, you know, one of the better players in our program. She'd never picked up a tennis racket. She was 10 years old. And uh, she comes in halfway through the session in the middle of, like, March. And I have 56 kids who have all been here for a while. And so I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this girl. She can't even do a 3-H system of balance. She can't shadow swing. And I go to Taylor, and I say, Taylor, I'm going to take these 50." 53 kids I need you to take her and I want her to learn a forehand off the cone and don't bother me until you're done and it should take an hour right and I I said that to him about five minutes later I'm working with these kids he comes over reaches across the curtain he's like coach she's done and I said no she's not and this is really short after and he was like no coach like she's good no i we knocked it out. What do you want me to do next? And I said, Taylor, I'm like, she's not done. There is no way someone can do that that fast without any type of technical flaw. And he was like, coach, I swear. I leave the 53 kids. I walk over. I look her dead in the face. And I say, hit a forehand off the cone. I was really upset. And she goes and she hits it off the cone. It rolls right down the middle of the alley. She holds her finish. She's on her front foot. Beautiful from start to finish. And I was like, okay, backhand. And then I just walked off the court. And within two weeks, she could rally. Within a month, she won her first tournament. And then she won two tournaments after that. She had a palm down serve in a month and a half. 
and I was like, oh, this is a really good player. And then, but she brought the other kids up as well to where uh, Joya and Jayla started about two weeks before her. Um, she really elevated their games. There were two other kids that were going, right? She really elevated their game. She brought kids back who, you know, hadn't been there in a while because uh, we didn't have any players on their level. Brought them in. Dylan brought them back up. Um, so, you know, it, it really started to build from there. And I think by that fall, we had a uh, competitive SAP program out of Bellevue that ran outside five days a week. And we did it for a year. And the kids, you know, had some pretty good results. I mean, but, you know, I, I, I don't work with them much anymore. They're all over with you and John and uh, Nick. But, man, I, I love working with those kids. They're, they're, you know, the first kids that I ever kind of brought up. And now I got this next group coming in behind them. Right. Well, no, they were so lucky to have that. Um, like you said, just those three names, they're the three of our best juniors we have, you know, and they all started here. So, yeah, that's awesome. And, and they started in a uh, program at that time. We charged $10 for an entire eight week session. That's what they paid. They paid $10 for eight weeks. So Joya, Jayla, they would pay $20 and that would cover five days, six days a week of tennis, uh, two hours a day. Right. And so that was that was really cool. Mm -hmm. So you, there's a picture of you uh, lovingly situated on the desk in Elden Rourke. Oh yeah. So I said earlier you're part of the furniture there. Mm -hmm. or, I mean you're part of the furniture here, but you're literally part of the furniture at Elden yeah. Rourke. So what's your timeline in terms of different spots and responsibilities you've had yeah. since working with Tennis Memphis? Great question. When I first started out at Tennis Memphis, I was hired May fourth. And I had about a month to gear up for summer camp. And so honestly, you know, six days a week for seven hours a day, my strokes were really raw. And so Coach Ilya, all the kids, they were helping me rebuild my game, right? Rebuild my strokes. And it was slow. And it was controlled. I remember the first day of work, Coach Ilya had me on the court for seven hours. Just and it was and me and him wow. for seven hours. And he held me in the three-point landing for like 30-second increments. And while he would fix every single thing. And I mean, I'm telling you, I have never been so sore in my life. Um, I was like, this is miserable. If I have to do this for two weeks, I'm quitting. Like I cannot, I cannot uh, do this on my body anymore, man. And, you know, uh, Trey Armstrong was teaching me a forehand. He was like six years old at the time. He was teaching me how to hit a forehand. Virginia Lang was a, was a junior in high school. She was teaching me how to hit the, hit the backhand, right? Zipporah Noah, they were teaching me the underspin, the serve, the volley. So I was learning from these kids how to play. Um, or how to hit a ball. Yeah, how to hit a ball. Right. And they, I mean, I'm telling you, they were, it was, it was really good. It was a little humbling, right? I mean, I mean, I didn't come in with much of a playing background. I, I, but at the same time, you know, it was, it was pretty cool to see Trey, you know, teach me how to hit a forehand. Um, I, I still credit my forehand to Trey right now. And so, yeah, I, I did that for a, for about a month and then you know how my job transitioned was I would work from 8 to 12 running the Bellevue summer camp and then three days a week I would um, I would go with coach Steve from 1 to 6.30 that's when it ran back then and um, you know on the days I didn't do that I would be out in the community centers trying to build up my program in the in the fall um, and so, you know, I, I stayed really busy over the summer. And when August came around, you know, I was I was on the court with the homeschool program for 
a day or two a week, but really I was, I was here and I was getting the center organized, um, you know, um, getting the desk in order, getting everything kind of cleaned up. And then, you know, then my job went from just a coach mentor to the facility manager and the, uh, head teaching pro at Bellevue. And then, you know, I went from that to where I'd bounce around to here and Leftwich. And then, you know, I got more of an outreach role and I was doing that for a little. And now I'm the director and I've been the director here for maybe two years now. And so that's what I'm doing now. So we have, uh, we run four, five, five clinics a week here. Um, you know, the lesson schedule stays pretty full. Junior programs getting better and better. I've spending about 35 hours a week on court and I, you know, I love my job. So you've been with Tennis Memphis four and a half years right now. What's been your favorite thing about Tennis Memphis in that time? Yeah, I love, I'll say two things. So, you know, the, um, the tennis and tutoring, the junior development, the community, that's huge for me. I love building and growing it and that's what I like to do. So I like to kind of make things better and, you know, that's what really brings me joy in my job. So building up a junior program to where I had, uh, you know, kids from Ivana, Dylan, Joya, Jayla, some of the better players in our program, Lee, all the way down to kids who've never picked up a racket, having 50 of those kids in one six court center was really awesome. And again, you know, I had to send them off. My goal in the future would be not to have to send them off, right? Uh, to have someone else here with me who can help me with it to where, you know, I can run that with them mm -hmm. and then I don't have to send them to Woolbrick or I don't have to send them to Eldon or I don't, you know, they can grow here and then we can all come together on a Saturday and get better. Mm -hmm. uh, that's something I would really love to see. Um, but then the adults as well. I mean, you know, I love the adults here right. coming from the people who've been here since the late seventies, um, playing out on those courts every Wednesday night, every Sunday morning. I uh, love seeing those people, um, talking to those people. I play tournaments with them sometimes. I uh, hit with them on an occasional Wednesday night. And they're, you know, great group of people. And then as well, the the adult program we've built here, we have about 40 players who have started on that 2-5 level. And they've been here for about a year now. And so they started from never being able to pick up a racket to now you know, we're starting to do like flex leaks for the center. We had 38 women at a mixer a couple months ago at the 2-5 level. We had, uh, you know, we have four clinics that, that are getting about 8 to 12 people. Uh, that's just something I love to see. Now the goal is when Leftwich opens up, the momentum stays. So, you know, these people are staying here. This is their center. They take ownership of it. They care for it. They... They really like to be here. It's close to their house and, you know, just keeping that momentum strong. Mm. So love that stuff. You said for years you've been coming to Memphis, but since living here, what have you liked about the city in particular? Man, I love this city. I, uh, you know, I love this job. I love this city. Uh, this is a job I feel like I could work in for the rest of my life, right? I mean, I, I'm just so passionate about what I do here. Uh, it's, you know, Tennis Memphis done just a great job of taking care of me, making me feel valued, respected. I mean, it's an organization. I'm telling you, I just absolutely love that. I mean, the city as well, right? I, I am in love with the city. Um, you know, uh, me and me and my girlfriend, we've been together for a pretty long time now. And, uh, 
she's from California and she moved here and you know she got into a couple pretty good law schools it was looking like we were might maybe possibly moving to New York maybe possibly moving to Austin or DC and you know we were just looking at it and the, the huge thing that kept us here man was just how how much we love this city uh there's so much that the city has to offer I feel like it's a uh, it's a great big little city so there are lots of things you can do I don't know what what your experiences are right but I I love the Grizzlies I love you know watching Tiger athletics especially Tiger football that's something I did as a kid um, the different areas you can go you know downtown midtown even out east um, there's a lot and there's there's something for everyone and so you know just right. the the friendliness you know how how accepting everyone is in memphis how tight-knit everyone is in memphis but also like how blue collar right everyone's a hard-working person everyone comes here and you know that's something that's pretty rare to see i mean how how much of a family everyone kind of is here but i'm telling you i don't think i'll ever leave this city wow. I, I love it now i don't know if i'll ever leave this job you know what i mean well, Chip, I think that's a good place to end. Thank you for your time this afternoon. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this interview with Chip Malone, the director at Bellevue Tennis Centre. My name is Fergus O'Rourke, and I teach tennis at Eldon Rourke. If you have any questions about Tennis Memphis, or if you'd like to learn more about what we do, email tennisoffice at tennismemphis.org. Find us on Facebook or Instagram by searching for Tennis Memphis or go to our website, tennismemphis.org. Thanks, and see you soon.